Sunday morning is when your show horses come around. You know, them, they like to show off. They'll dress up and look real good. You got a lot of show horses on Sunday morning, don't you? But those that'll show up on a Friday night ain't nothing but work horses. They're usually the ones carrying the load. Of course, I'm not saying y'all look like work horses, but (laughs) at any rate, it is a blessing to have you in the house of the Lord on this night, on a Friday night. Good to see Brother Robbie. I saw him over there in Albania also. He's sitting over there grinning like a possum holding them grandiums. And we just left my granddaughter and her husband's place. We have a great-grand. And so we stopped by there on the way here, and we were grinning also. It gets even, it gets better. I thought the grand youngins kept it off, but a great grand, whoo, man, it is great. James chapter number four, and we'll read one verse to springboard into our thought for tonight. James chapter 4 and verse number 8. Draw nigh to God. Wow. And he will draw nigh to you. I want to preach tonight with this thought in mind. You first. It is a principle that is seen in this text, but it is found throughout the Bible. And it comes with a promise every time. That is, we realize that Without Him, we can do nothing. He is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. But yet we find in the Word of God that there will come those times of which you will be wanting Him to do something. But in the midst of it, you will find that He wants you to do something first. And if you will obey that first, and you will do what he wants you to do, then he will do what you want him to do. Those times of which the ball is in your corner, and you're going to have to make the next move. I thought about where Jesus was standing at the tomb of Lazarus, They were wanting him to do a work that only he could do. But before he did his work that only he could do, he told them that he wanted them to do a work that they could do. And someone would say, well, he can raise the dead. Why can't he move the stone? He can, but he won't. You're going to have to move first. Go all through your Bible, 
the Lord can split the Red Sea, but he's not going to until Moses raises the rod. The Lord can hold the Jordan River back, but he's not going to until they step in the Jordan. The Lord can bring the walls of Jericho down, but he won't until they walk around it. The Lord can heal Naaman, but he won't until he steps in to the Jordan. The Lord could send rain, but he won't until Elijah prays. And the Lord can turn water into wine, (laughs) but he ain't going to until somebody fills the water pots with water. Did you notice what the text said? Draw nigh to God. (laughs) You first. And he will draw nigh to you. Could it be that we have spent so much time seeking God to do what we want Him to do? But the key to that is us doing what He wants us to do. You first. It's found throughout the Bible. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You first. Matthew 7 and verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You first. Isaiah 45 verse 22, look unto me and be ye saved all ye ends of the earth. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Come unto me. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I like Luke 6 verse 38. We all like to get things, don't we? He said, well, I wish somebody give me something. He said, well, give. And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. But you're going to have to move first. Yes, sir. Draw nigh to God. And He will draw nigh to you. But there comes that time of which you're going to have to move first. 
Now, there are four thoughts that I want to emphasize about this, and you can follow it through the Word of God. Hold with me until I get to that last thought, or you'll miss it all. You first. Of course, I know we always feel like, and we do know that without Him, we can do nothing. But there comes that time, there will come that time, and you'll walk with Him, that He will say to you, in the midst of what you're wanting done, I want you to do something first. Truth of the matter is, God never works alone. He will always employ His young'uns in whatever He does. And he will say, you first. And if we are tonight spinning our wheels, waiting on God, we're constantly praying, oh God, would you do something? Could it be that he's waiting on us? Because I truly believe that the key to unlocking the door for what God can do is what we are willing to do first that he asks us to do. And if he ain't doing nothing, (laughs) he's waiting on you. You see that? It's plastered throughout the word of God. And the four things that I want to say about that. First of all, in this matter of God moving on you to move, He is allowed to become a part of what he's doing. When Jesus is standing at the tomb of Lazarus, it would have been so much easier to those that were there had he laid no demand upon them and just went ahead and did the whole thing. But he wasn't going to. Because he was going to use them and let them experience his work. Now they couldn't do the divine part, but they could do the human part. He could do both, but he ain't going to. They're going to have to move the stone away. But in doing so, they have been able to take part and experience with Christ, this work of bringing Lazarus out of the grave. And don't you know, in days to come, in conversations as it was spread abroad, people are talking, have you heard about what happened and how that Jesus brought Lazarus from the grave? And I can hear one of those, whoever it might have been, someone who pushed and shoved and pulled and carried and got that stone out of the way saying, have I heard? I helped move the stone. What a joy to be a part of what God's doing. Not being a spectator, but a participator. And I'm going to say to you up front, this church don't mean half as much to you if you're not putting anything into it 
And for you to receive what God can give to you in the fullness and benefits of this church, you're going to have to be a part of it and do what God wants you to do for this church to be what He wants it to be. You first! Him allowing you and I who are human to be employed in a divine work. You and I who are imperfect to work with Him who is perfection. You and I who are unholy to be with Him who is holy. You and I who are earthly working in this matter of the kingdom of heaven. God letting sinners work with Him who is sinless. Take the stone away. Raise the rod. Put your foot in the Jordan. Walk around the walls of Jericho. Pray for the rain. Pour the water in and I'll turn it into wine. Hallelujah. To step back and see that it would humble you. That God would let you preach or let you sing or let you worship or let you tell about Him. To let you testify of Him. To let you witness. To let you give. To let you work for Him. And it's not so much that God couldn't do more in this hour. It could be that He's waiting on you. And me to do first what he wants us to do. And then he will do what we want him to do. Letting us be a part of what he's doing. I thought that about that when we were in Albania and the burden that your pastor carries for that work that is over there. And Brother Robin, and these others... I mean, putting feet to their prayers and backing it in the time and the urgency and the heartbeat. That's God's work over there. God's doing something over there, but He's going to use somebody to get it done. And I'm going to tell you something. Thank God for those who have taken the steps and the directions that God wants them to take to be with Him in His work. So, aren't you thankful that the Lord wants to use you? You first, being a part of His work for the kingdom's sake. But the second thing I would say to you in this matter of His employment and His saying to them, you move that stone right there, saying unto uh, Moses, you raise that rod, the children of Israel, put your feet down in the walk around the, the things that He told them to do first. Allows them to see what comes out of going first. What comes out of being obedient. Did you notice in the verses that I read to you concerning this matter of what comes out of going first and being obedient? He said, you're going to have to knock first, but if you knock, (laughs) that door is coming open. He said, you're going to ask, have to ask first. 
But if you ask, something's going to be given. He said you're going to have to seek first, but if you seek, and don't be surprised if you find something. <laughs> you say, well, I have, I, nothing's been opened to me. Have you been knocking? That's the principle and the promise of it. You've got to knock first. You say, but I haven't found anything. Have you been seeking? <laughs> nothing's been given to me. Have you asked? comes first out of the bounty of this matter of God employing His people and and asking them to go first. Some things are given. Some things are open. Some things are found. Some things are forgiven. There is rest. There are answers. Some things are seen. And thank God some things are poured out on us. He wants us to find out what happens when we happen. What moves after we move. To find out what He can do if we will do what He wants us to do. The bounty of the blessing of going first. You first. Take that stone out of the way. That's minimal as to what I want you get it out of the way. No need for us sticking our chests out as if we've done something. We really had not done that much when you compare it to what he's going to do. <laughs> Raise that rod. <laughs> Woof. Here goes the water. Set your feet in there. There goes the water. Go around that bit at that wall. And down comes the walls. But honey, all you did was raise something. All you did was step on something. All you did was walk around something. All you did is move something. But God did the impossible because you were willing to do what He told you to do and made it possible in your life. And you began witnessing and seeing what God can do if you just move. (laughs) Somebody said, you see that? That, Did you see that Red Sea split? Yeah, I did. Oh, Moses, this is raised a rod. Wow, isn't that powerful? (laughs) If you just pray that prayer He wants you to pray. If you just take that step He wants you to take. If you just give that that He wants you to give. If you just apologize or ask for forgiveness of what you have done. If you just take that, hey, hey! He's wanting you to experience with Him what He's doing. He will always employ His saints, but He wants you to know what comes out of it. You go first and then find out what happens after that. Pour the water in and watch it turn to wine. Step down in the Jordan and watch the leprosy Dissipate. Oh, he's wanting you to see what you can see if you'll just see that you need to go ahead and make the move. Principle and promise of the Word of God. Draw nigh to God. 
<laughs> and he will draw. Am I saying that right? You would have thought he said, I'm drawing out of you, so now you can draw out of me. But he said, first of all, you draw out of me, and I'll draw out of you. The third thing I would say to you, in this matter of you first, he's wanting us to be a part of what, to, to, to work with him and what he is doing. Not that he can't do it all by himself. He wants us to be in it. To be in it. He wants us to experience what comes out of it. But I think thirdly, what we understand in this matter of going first is he wants us to, he wants us to understand what we're going to miss if we don't make that step, if we don't move, if we don't go first. Think about it. A pastor in the mountains of North Carolina for 22 years. I wanted to live and die at the church where I last pastored eight and a half years. I loved that place. I love it to this day. But while I was preaching on Abraham and faith, how he made his move, standing about where I where I'm now in my church, the Holy Ghost put me on park and pointed into my heart and said, that sermon's not for them, it's for you. I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, I want you to leave here. I want you to step away from here. I've got something I want to do with you beyond here. And you'll never experience it unless you leave first. Guess what I told him? No. I don't recommend that. Wrestled with him for two years, but finally, long story short, I turned and took that step and walked away. And I'm going to tell you, the reason why I did is every night when I lay my head on the pillow, I thought to myself, what am I missing? What am I not going to see? What is it that I'll never experience? I'm not willing to move first to see what is beyond here. When I woke up in the morning, it was in my, when I'd stand, that, that, that sacred disc and I would preach to them people the thing that was hidden in my heart is you're not supposed to be here. I got somewhere else I want you to be and I got more I want to do. I want to show you things that would blow your mind but you're going to have to take the step first or you'll never see it and it eat like a cancer within me until I said finally I said Lord I can't take it anymore. I want to see it all. Yeah. One of the reasons why I didn't go is I scared men in the family and starved to death. I was thinking I'd have to get a sign that said, we'll preach for food. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's been this year 25 years since I took that step. And I can't even begin to tell you what I have witnessed to me and my wife, what we have experienced, the things that God has done has been beyond our imagination. But I wouldn't have known it if I hadn't have took the step first. What is the simplicity of that one step? What is the simplicity of raising that one arm? What is the, 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 the simplicity of taking that 
that wall where he wants it to or pouring that water that's going to unleash what has to be divine beyond that point. That you know though you took the step, everything from there on was God. But you got to move first or you'll never see it. I was thinking about the children of Israel. They went across the Jordan, they got in, or before they went across the Jordan, they were in, of course, that desert land, wilderness. Early on, when they went into that wilderness, God said, send you 12 spies up there, go look out the land. And they went. But when they came back, ten of them had concluded and convinced the rest of Israel that they couldn't do it. And they refused to take the step. And because they refused to take the step, they everyone over 20 years of age passed away except for Joshua and Caleb and never saw what was on the other side. They never experienced the honey and the the milk. They never experienced the victory at Jericho. They never experienced the crossing of the Jordan. They never experienced the promised land. I want to experience the promises of God. But before you do, you'll have to move first. He's got so much beyond where you're at. And that's why he comes to you and says, Here, this is what I want you to do. Because I want you to see what's beyond this. I want you to experience what is beyond this. I want you to have what is beyond this. But you'll have to make the move. If you're going to find out that a dead man can come out of a tomb, you'll have to move the stone. If you're going to find out that a sea will split, you will have to raise the rod. If you're going to find out that a Jordan River will roll back, you're going to have to step down in it. If you're going to find out that walls will fall, you're going to have to march around them. You're just going to have to do it first. But in doing it first, you will be engaged in what God is doing. You will see what will come out of what God is doing and you will see what you will have not missed. You will be able to experience the fullness. I do not want to end this life wondering what I missed. Because I would not move as God wanted me to. Are you hearing me? What did I say? You first. (laughs) It's just going to have to be that way. So, I mean, he's God and he he always does everything. (laughs) He can do everything. But he ain't. And there's going to be some things you're going to have to do. And if you don't do it, let's just suppose that
When he told them to roll that, to move that stone out of the way that they began. Well, as a matter of fact, it was Mary that told him, said, well, you know, he's been dead four days, he stinks. That's, an, that's a reason not to move the stone. Someone else could say, well, is this even legal? Have we checked the regulations on this? And besides, it's not a custom around here. We, we don't do, have we voted on this? But you can stand and go through every bit of that. But the problem is, if you, somebody said, but what, what if, what if they never rolled the stone away? Your guess is as good as mine. But I'm glad to report, we don't have to worry because they did roll the stone away. <laughs> what if Moses hadn't raised the rod? We don't have to guess. Thank God he did. What if they hadn't stepped down to Jordan? We don't have to guess. Thank God they did. What if they didn't go get the water and pour it in the pots? Thank God they did. Amen. And as a result of that, we can see and know what God can do beyond the impossible because you did what he wanted you to do. That was possible. But here's my last thought. Oh, he wants to employ you. He wants you to see what is beyond this. And he wants you to know what you're missing. If you don't, just think of what those children of Israel missed. The ones who died in the wilderness, think of what they missed. (laughs) Oh, and then listen to Caleb. As he goes up on that mountain, he said, I'm 85 years old, but I've got the strength that I had. I was 40 years old. Give me that mountain and I'll run the devil off from it. (laughs) Well, how'd he do that? I'm going to tell you why. He was willing to take the step that God wanted him to take first. If you're going to find out what I can do over there, you're going to have to get over there, which means you're going to have to make the move. But here's my last thought. In all of our lives, when and if you surrender and you take that step, and that's all it is. I mean, how hard is it to raise a rod? How hard is it to step down into water? How hard is it to walk around? How hard? It ain't tough. I don't think God's ever asked us to do anything that was really that hard. Physically speaking, that hard. He's got all the tough stuff covered. But you'll never know that until you do the simple stuff. <laughs> See, I can't change a heart. I can't save a sinner. I can't comfort a soul. But I can get up here and preach. But that's the simple part of it. He does the miracles. Aren't you glad that he does? Huh? <laughs> if you'll just push, now you'll, you'll get a blister or two. You might, you might Mash a finger. I don't know. Just be careful while you're doing it. And push that move. Whatever you got to do, tell them how. Whatever you got to do, get it out of the way. <laughs> Could he move that stone? He's 
the only one that was ever buried in a tomb that nobody had to move his stone. He moved his own. So he can move any stone he wants it, but he won't. <laughs> but here's what I want you to see. Is that in this matter of you first, once you have surrendered, once you have taken that step, once you have made that move, once you have been sensitive to what he wants, once you move first, you find out you wasn't first. Did you know that? You wasn't first. If he said, come unto me, made it look like he was going to have to move first, but no, nah, he had already moved. He was waiting on you. Huh? <laughs> he was already there when Zacchaeus was up that tree. He's already where you need to be, but you're going to have to move to get there. He's waiting on you while you're waiting on him. <laughs> He's already got it all settled. But he's going to wait on you. He's first. Always has been first and always will be first. You didn't get saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You're going to have to believe before you can be saved. But you didn't believe and get saved and say, boy, I'm telling you, if all this hadn't been for me, I, I don't know what shape I'd be in. No. What you realize is he had this matter of salvation set up long before you come along. All he's doing is waiting on you. And once you raise the rod, once you step into the Jordan, once you walk around the wall, then what you find out is, is this is all God anyway. Every bit of every move of every step is all God. But... You gotta move first to find out he's first. <laughs> I had to step out into evangelism. I got out there, I said, Man, you've been here all along. They said, Yeah, I waited two years on you. Come on, let's go. We're wasting time. Huh? <laughs> what do you say? Draw nigh to God. Now you would think that seems a little contrary there, but it's a principle and promise of the Word of God. Draw nigh to God. You say, well, I don't believe we can. Well, you won't know that until you do. And then he, you'll find out that he'd been drawn nigh to you. You understand that? Yes, sir. All through the Word of God, it's plastered. You 
first. And once you do, you'll have the blessed opportunity to find out who God really is and that he's been first all along. So maybe in this year, we ought to change our praying a little bit. Instead of bombarding heaven with what we want God to do and what we do want God to do is so important to us. We feel like it is to God. But here ought to be our prayer. Lord, I'm not coming before you to ask you to do something before I first ask you what is it you want me to do in what I'm wanting you to do. And understand, in everything that you're wanting God to do, there will be something in the midst of that that He's going to have you do to bring it all together. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, they waited on him to come. They wanted him to come. They wanted him to work hurriedly and, and totally to bring Lazarus out of the grave. And here he comes. He's standing right there at the tomb. And he looks at him and says, Boys, you first. What is it that God is wanting us to do that will unlock the door? And be the key. Can I say it this way? I believe in all of his children. Within us lies the key of unlocking the door that will, that will have God do what he wants to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. In every child of God, and you're seeking the face of God for what you want God to do, the key to it lies somewhere in you. And the willingness to do first, first, first. <laughs> what do you want you to do? And haven't we all experienced that? It may be just in the midst of a little service like this and the Holy Ghost. You said, Lord, I sure wish you'd bless me. He said, well, bless me. You just stand up and tell them how good I am to you. Huh? Have you ever done that? And then you stood up, man, really wasn't moving, but he told you, he said, you, you bless me, I'll bless you. <laughs> you said, you know, I come in here dry tonight, and I don't know, I didn't feel nothing, but I just want to stand up and say, and then all of a sudden you almost preach. But you'd never done that if you hadn't moved first. You'll never know the ability of God in giving to your life unless you are sensitive to give when he tells you to. Give, and it shall be given to you. So we ain't nothing opening up for me. Well, you got to knock. You got to seek. 
Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock if any man will open. You first. Let's stand. I'm going to ask my wife if she will to come and play. That's fine, preacher. Could be tonight. We could start off in this year of saying, Lord, I want to open my heart as to what you want me to do so that I can witness what I want you to do. If the key lies within me, what is it? I want to be a part of what you're doing in this church. I don't want to just sit around and watch what everybody else is doing. What is it you want me to do that will unlock what you can do?